in preparation for this, I actually was doing a lot of research into Jordan Peterson um, and like the the return of traditional values into like nationalized kind of sects of the youth, um, where they're turning towards these alpha males and all these archaic ideas of existence um, that are belief-based and not um, evidence-based and science-based that are not universal constants. And welcome to another episode of the St. George's Rod and Staff, the official podcast of the Church of St. George the Martin Kales River. Thank you for joining us. You've stumbled into a conversation where I have, we, we normally do a little chat uh, before we hit record and then um, my co-host, the Archdeacon Rodney Whiteman, just dove straight into all the themes that I picked on uh, <laughs> in my research. How are you doing today, sir? Good morning to you, Lindsay, and good morning all those who are tuned in. Doing very well. Um, um, always excited to be able to chat to you. Um, you've turned my world around uh, to where I look forward to a six o'clock um, <laughs> um, uh, conversation around, um, um, obviously, my passion um, mm-hmm. in relation to God's world. So now I'm doing well. Trust you and the family also. Yes, my voice is named Lindsay Shooters. Uh, I am your your co-host on this exploration of faith during the time of continued crisis. I, I believe I've been leaving our tagline off uh, because I've been in a bit of denial of where we are um, as, as a society, especially in South Africa, with all the challenges that we are facing. Um, now we just were confronted with a new one this week where the ambassador to the U.S. in South Africa just started making flagrant claims that the South African government was arming the Russians in the war against, or at least the war in Ukraine, um, and went on international news, made international headlines, tanked the currency by 2% uh, versus the dollar, um, and then just last night after a meeting with um, Foreign Minister Naledi Pandor, uh, just quietly makes uh, an apology and comes to his senses um, for not being a very good ambassador at the time. Um, and obviously, this is not going to affect the stock market at all because markets closed um, before he put out this little tweet, which was like at midnight last night. Um, so, yeah, the powers that be once again messing with um, South Africa's reality. Uh, it just goes to show, and you were talking about um, the the Republican mindset in the states now, where they using this really weird idea of Christianity and turning it into like this nationalist movement and having it like influence policy making that govern a populace that is not by any stretch of the imagination, 100% Christian. Um, and I've always had an issue with with how Christianity has been used as like the underpinning for so many laws. And uh, for me, it's, it's injustice uh, because like your humanity starts where your belief system ends, I believe. Your response, sir, you obviously have one. <laughs> Yeah, I um let let me let me say um my Christianity starts 
by embracing humanity because I'm a firm and a believer and um, and I, I appreciate deeply the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ and um, what that means for me, the mystery thereof. I, I am also disgusted when uh, people of faith um, start advocating um, a narrative um, where love is excluded. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, when love is excluded, how can it even dare to claim to be the voice for the God who is love? Um, and where people are now will be subjected to a certain way of thinking. Um, Christian nationalism, in the way it's portrayed, seems to be um, based on fear mm-hmm. and um, fear of of losing an identity that you've created. Um, and because you are in the seat of power and decision making, you you know you you, you misuse that. Uh, and it and if, if it's politicians who do that, how are you serving your constituency? How are you which in which there's diversity, where you have to listen to people across the board, um, and then and 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 where in fact. Um, our call is to celebrate uh, the world as the in in a, a world whom God loves so much that He would dare, in our understanding, to send Jesus to embrace the world, so that as Saint John says, we can have grace upon grace. And if mm-hmm. that is what we're supposed to be on about, then how does Chris, how is Christian nationalism? presented currently and in the past mm-hmm. a, a witness to love mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, very interesting uh, i've been doing a lot of exploration as i was saying um I, I i researched a lot of jordan peterson uh to get a handle on the toxic masculinity and Oof. and i i use that word just out of lack of a different term uh, that everyone kind of can 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 jump on at the same time uh, because it's 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 a misunderstood term and and I think it's just been used as a label for like most harmful things uh, that that the mo- the most harmful ideas that masculinity can bring to the table um, in the context of Mother's Day because like the theme that you have selected for this the sixth Sunday of Easter. Um, is the heart, the womb of love. And obviously it is Mother's Day in South Africa um, tomorrow. We are recording this on Saturday, uh, but you will be listening to this on Sunday. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, and then there's this, like, this, this disconnect in that theme that, that, that I, I, I felt <laughs> where um, the, the idea of the heart being like, a functional thing that impacts like our emotions and stuff is as a concept is very outdated uh, it comes from a time before we we understood um how the, the the body works which most of these things come from um where the mind is actually where everything functions 
uh, or the brain at least, because it controls our our thoughts, memories, like everything. The heart is just a pump uh, that keeps us alive. <laughs> um, and yeah, like like for me, that is a very masculine statement to make because I'm detaching myself from the emotion and going straight into like the logical cold explanation. Um, and, and it's a very, very masculine idea of that. But like within this new age hyper-masculinity movement that's happening, where you have like the Andrew Tates of the world, where you have the Jordan Petersons who are preaching this idea that kind of flies counter to what's happening. So like there's a lot of themes here. There's there's the counter movement to the the uh, gender neutrality uh, or gender fluidity conversation um, where men believe that they are now being threatened because there exists now all these fluid concepts. Um, so now they doubling down on, on what it really means to be a man. And then a lot of that goes, feeds back into like the Christian narrative where like this is how God intended for it. So how can we feeble humans decide that things should be different? And I believe it's important to have both of those contrasting ideas, to have maybe an understanding of a creator as well as the idea that that understanding of a creator shouldn't force us to make arbitrary rules to govern other people who don't believe the same thing, you know? Yeah. I, look, I think that's the... Uh, I, I would be, I would be, I'd be very deliberate to say um, uh, the, the, the entry of my, of my response to you would be, does that take us back to the fall? Mm-hmm. When, you know... In the fall, it would seem as if we lost the sense of 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 the inclusive. You're referring to the fall of man. Yeah, um, I'm talking about the fall of man. Uh, uh, as a ref- as a reference point to, uh, you know, um, it is the woman you gave me. It is not me. Let's mm-hmm. say it was the woman you gave me. So the blaming yeah. game to the to the to the to the under, to the to the um, mindset that women are to blame for everything and they are the weakest sex and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, uh, because men men assume that masculinity is it would seem an entity all by itself. It it exists uh, to be the protector of the world, but at the same time it's oppressor. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas um, f- femininity, if we were going to go down that road, would be an embrace of an inclusive uh, mindset. Uh, the playing, the playing guns are, are equal. Um, I remember being in a conversation many years ago. Uh, I was still, I was studying for my, I'm studying the final exams of my third year at seminary, but we were booted out of Transkai and accused of being uh, terrorists. Um, yeah. At that time, Transkai was the Republic of Transkai. So we had to study and write in Cape Town. And I was at my aunt's house, my mom's eldest sister. Now, my 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 uncle and aunt were Baptist, and he was a Baptist pastor. Um, and 
they came back from a Bible study that evening and um, auntie wasn't having any of what some of the things that uncle taught in the Bible study, you see. So, mm. so auntie goes and puts on the kettle so we can have a warm cup of tea at nine o'clock, whatever the time was. And she says to me, Rodney, tell me, according to the writings of St. Paul in the Corinthian passage, mm. are the gifts that the Spirit gives um, to the church, does it, is it different between male and female? I thought, now nah, I'm caught up in a debate here because uncle was pushing masculinity. Yeah. And, and, and I said, well, according to my reading of that text, uh, what I read is that the, the, the spirit blessed the church across the board with gifts that were needed. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't determined by gender. I thought I'm right, said my auntie. <laughs> But let me come back to that word read. So how then do we read that which has been written? Mm -hmm. And how do we decipher out of that, that the world actually is masculine and that everything else must bow down to it? Where did that assumption come in? And, And I think it's only frightened people that will talk language to protect where they are. Mm. for fear of the it's it's a very fair sake way of thinking mm. um, you know um, laws are created so as it were we know the law you don't know the law we were schooled in interpretation of the law and you don't know it so in other words you must be subservient to us we have the model of teacher tell mm. in other words teacher can't learn from the questions of the students the observations of the students, and even how the student thinks about the subject matter that's being taught. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and so, I, I mean, I, I remembered um, when, when we had to consider, I mean, can you imagine there was a time that we would consider not so long ago, just over 30 years ago, whether the Anglican Church should embrace the ordained ministry of women, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and, and again, it, you know, things that were going around was Jesus only had men disciples. That's not true. Yeah. You know, so therefore I said, how do we read history? How do we, um, and out of it, we tend to write narratives that would exclude people. Yet we claim that Jesus is the proponent of all of this. Mm. No, he wasn't. So again, we read uh, Jesus into history as being like us Mm. exclusively. I think it's a real danger because, let's say, it's our mother's wombs that we we found security and which we found growth. Yeah. Why why is that demeaned then when I happen to be born a man and suddenly the very place that I had sanctuary in now becomes the place of my criticism uh, and demeaning to to another level. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, I've real, real, um, and 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 I think that's the problem too. Christianity, uh, for many many centuries, have been has been um, determined to be a masculine uh, religion, mm-hmm. with everything else subjected to it. 
I think it's a very dangerous um, watch them it be on. No wonder the world is in the 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 shape it is. But I don't think Christianity is the only religion that has that kind of concept. No. Um, I think here, yeah, let me then go back in my last uh, reflection. Pop, um, sorry, in just rounding of this ref- reflection to you. So when we speak about the heart, I prefer the. The the, the 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 Hebrew understanding of humanity. We never decop de, de, I can never say this word where we decom you know we 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 put this that side and we, we, we shift our 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 humanity into places of silos rather than mm-hmm. seeing the body as one unit of functional functional living. Heart and mind in the in the in the Jewish understanding, as far as I understood it, is it's it's really the real center of our humanity, the center of my person, rather than emotion and mind is separated from each other. Mm-hmm. What I think is also what I feel, and what I feel is what I think. And 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 so there's a connection rather than a division. Yeah. Another department for this, uh, you know. So that would be for me the thing. If I if I uh, um, subjugate feminism and I elevate masculinity, I'm doing an injustice to humanity and injustice to the creator. Hmm. No, I I I I feel you on that because, like. Even as a species, if you take it back to like biological like understanding, um, I I think a lot of the rules, a lot of the the patriarchy is propped up by this fear, or at least this understanding that women don't really need us. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, like as as a man. It, it's important to understand that a woman doesn't need you. Like if you were chosen to be a mate of a woman, you should thank your lucky stars. <laughs> um, uh, give glory to whatever creator you believe in <laughs> that, that that you were deemed worthy of. Of like procreation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, 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 wow. It, it's super important because like you you look at uh, at our at our cousins in 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 the world the primates. Uh, our, uh, yeah. There aren't a lot of men in those colonies. You look across like all land based kind of mammals. Um, humans are are quite. Un- we I won't call us absolutely unique because they are like a lot of, uh, especially in the bird and and fish world, um, get a lot of like breeding pairs sorts of things. But in most colonies, in most packs, there are very few men, and if a new man comes into the area. <laughs> You as maybe not the the strongest in 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 the world, um, you will get killed, um, yeah. and then all the resources will be taken because the most important thing is to breed more, mm. right? Mm. And the most important, uh, like uh, sex, 
for that is a woman. Like, <clears throat> and yeah, so like men come in second place. And you only there for your muscle and your ability to defend the, <laughs> or at least to intimidate uh, as, as a means of defense. Mm. Very interesting. I recall as you talk about this um, man in his 90s that I met when I was working in the parish of Fishuk. Mm-hmm. He was a professor at the university in Zimbabwe. And um, in the in the science department, uh, he was the one that um, encouraged Zimbabwe to um, concentrate on growing is it legumes, the peas and the and the beans and so on for pro pro proteins, mm-hmm. legumes or something like that. I can't yeah. say. It. And he would say often in his conversations with me, "Do you know, Rodney?" Human beings are the only species on earth that when they make love, they look at each other. Mm. So, in other words, what are you seeing in the other that would give you a mindset that says, I'm your conqueror? Mm. When in fact, we we look into each other's eyes and we should see uh, the, the fullness of our humanity in each other. By being together, we are able to make the whole. Mm. So so this does then say, in spite of that experience, we, we still have this mindset because we come away from that. Um, you know, you know, it's like this thing when you're at school. All the boys hang out close to the toilet where the boys are, and they have a particular narrative. Mm-hmm. And all the girls have their little world that they watch them. But when the two come together, I think we as men just are weak need when 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 we when women enter into our spaces. Mm. And because we are like that, there's a creation of fear. Mm. Imagined fear. Um, I suppose when you weak need and a sense of powerlessness over beauty um, that is not just skin deep, we 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 we're afraid of feeling powerless. Indeed. Yeah. So Indeed. our reaction now intellectually is to uh, say out there, guys, remember you're still the alpha male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reclaim, reclaim. And yet, you know, I have found, and, and, and I, I always say, God is not finished with me yet. He gave me three women besides my mother <laughs> to be in my life because it is true. I have a more narrow minded view. Now, whether that's my personality, my formation, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, as a male, seem to have a more narrowed view of life, whereas I find women have a much more creative way of looking at life. That, that in my experience, I'm talking about my experience. I'm not making this a general rule. That, 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 that I've, I mean, 
I'm able to learn to see things that I would not generally see. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm grateful to to see the world through the eyes of a woman. And what, one of the things I always say, I would now uh, go out to a meeting. I don't have a sense of dress and all of that kind of stuff. I try to look as neat as I possible because I think that was the thing that was given to me. Make sure you're neat and tidy. A woman would look at me in my home, my wife and my daughters would say, uh-uh, that doesn't match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I realized we are but just, I am but just the poster boy of the family. Yes. Women live their, their, their fantasy of a creative, beautiful world through us. And, and, and I realized from when I, when this dawned on me, I realized, hold it. By resisting this, I'm not growing. Mm. Uh, you know, they see the world through color. I see the world in 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 in, in black and white. Yeah. And I'm just going to do a meeting. No, no, no. You go and this is how you dress. This is how you should see the world. So I'm fascinated as to why we still, in this modern day and age, have not been able to embrace, um, you know, gender parity. Why mm. are we still fighting? And I think it's because of fear, fear of losing. Um, and, and again, one needs to go into the backgrounds of those people who think, because I do know there's a movement in the church using St. Paul's words. Um, mm. A woman must be silent in the church. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, they must ask their husbands at home. Now you go, have a husband that doesn't go to church. She's mm. been there. She's listening to whatever it is. How does she ask her husband who's not been with her? Yeah. You know, so is, is the interpretation of what Paul wrote and its translation into current time, then does it still make sense? Indeed. Um, and, and I will again say, uh, because I've actually been circling around uh, <laughs> the idea that, that the Acts reading is a Paul uh, statement. Uh, we we actually had a brief interlude, or at least a brief introduction to Paul um, in the the Acts reading last week, which was the the martyrdom of Saint Stephen, uh, where all of the Pharisees gave their cloaks to a young man named Saul, who then went on to persecute Christians, and then went on the road to Damascus and had his encounter, and then became a fanboy and started just writing fan fiction, his own wild ideas about what Christianity should be. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag get Paul out of the Bible. <laughs> it's uh, a movement. It's a movement, guys. The man is responsible for all the ills. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a R-rated um version of this podcast that we'll probably never record, um, where I respond fully um to to the first part of your point that you just made. Um because yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of other things that needs to be unpacked that that lives in the realm of of like carnal uh desire <laughs> um and yeah this, this, this is a family show so we're not gonna walk that route <laughs> um also i didn't expect to ever be in a conversation where that would that would be a topic um that my mind would want to broach uh, in in conversation with with an archdeacon. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I mean, we are all we are all people uh, outside of our, our 
our professional standings. Uh, but uh, like, like my, my, my point is that like men have had to overcompensate. So like your, your, your thing about how women see a lot more creatively. Um, it's weird that uh, like one of my favorite movies, um, if I was trapped on a desert island and only had one media to like read or listen or watch uh, for the rest of my time, um, it would be Fight Club. And in there, um, the narrator, or at least Tyler Durden, uh, the, the antagonist in the thing, eventually, uh, spoiler alert, it's the same person, the narrator and the antagonist, the protagonist and the antagonist are the same person, um, says that, and, and it's, it's something that I've kind of baked into my personal bias and my personal like philosophy, where it's like our fathers are models for God. If our fathers abandoned us, what does this tell us about God? So as a kid from a broken home, <laughs> uh, never knowing like my parents as a married, functional couple, only existing in consciousness in a world where my parents are separated and or divorced. Um, and every in every extended period of interaction would always devolve into like a, a argument. Um, anyway, so in the recent, actually this week when I was doing some research, just some basic background research, just for like the Mother's Day sort of thing, just how important the relationship between a mother and a son is. Um, because when men go feral, like if you as a man don't need to impress a mate, you let yourself go. And I, I was in the gym and I was watching all these hot-blooded teenage men <laughs> uh, in the gym and just working their butts off to achieve a physique. And it's like you go into the locker room and they're taking their pre-drink, their pre-workout and then it's like they must dash off to like have the mid-workout like protein stuff and all like these things that they don't need that they're spending insane amounts of money on um that the supplement industry is just like milking them for pure profit because it's the most cheapest things to synthesize that you can think that they're selling at you for like 500 percent markup sure um where if you just paid attention to a balanced diet <laughs> you would get all of that nutrition yeah <laughs> like a, a fraction of the cost anyway and and like i was i was reflecting on like why are they doing this why are they putting themselves the the commitment to going to the gym like the time commitment then it's the physical exertion then it's all the money you have to spend like on top of that um to achieve these these physiques just to be attractive to the opposite sex or to the same sex, but just to be attractive as a mate. Like that is wild. Like women just basically have to show up. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, doesn't it, um, doesn't it show out? I think in the animal kingdom, it does show out too. Mm. Um, yours, your, um, your, 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 you have to announce your presence if you're a male. And you can do that without words, um, you know. And 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 um, I mean, I, I I find it very strange that uh, um, people make um, um, uh, statements about 
what they find attractive about the human body uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of the opposite sex. And I, th- and I just think it's such a weirdness. But I, I, I'm, I keep grappling with this as you're talking. Um, the narratives that are created in society. Mm-hmm. We, we often fall for narratives that are not really truth-based. Mm. We fall for narratives that advocate attraction. The, the improvement of yourself, your outward image. Um, I remembered when, when as a young, young, young boy, I used to drive past the Athlon Stadium. And there was this big um, uh, poster up with this very masculine, colored man mm-hmm. with uh, huge muscles. And advertising um, uh, Libertas as the man's drink. Mm. And this was in the township. It was mm. not hanging in Bishop's Court. Yeah. It was in the township. And as a young, gullible, naive young man, muscles impressed us. Yes. We, we call it aspirational now. The marketing term is it's aspirational. Aspirational. Wow. <laughs> and an old word with a new meaning. <laughs> and, and it was frightening when I look back at this. Thankfully, although I was attracted to the, to the physique of the man, I wasn't attracted to the fact that it was alcohol that they were advertising. Yeah. I could so easily have fallen for... I can only get muscles if I drink that. Mm. In the modern world, that is what's happening. You know, um, all of these energy drinks and protein shakes and stuff like this. That's the marketing philosophy out there. Mm. You know, so so the narrative, or I would say the false narrative of an improved out, outside stuff. How can I look more attractive being myself with all these outward stuff that is being offered to me? Mm-hmm. Coming back to your word, uh, uh, the, the natural thing to do is moderation. It's eating healthy. It's mm-hmm. doing all of that. And it's, and, it's, and it's as Martin Luther King said, it is not, you know, the outward side of you that you should be, uh, um, that's a true you. It's the character that you are, the attitude you 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 seek to to grow, mm-hmm. um, the, the the your 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 intellect that you know, and of course your your sense of 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 love from the heart that should be the attributes people will should be focusing on and building up. Um, I don't know if there's any gym out there that provides that. Mm-hmm. Um, Except that if my muscles look good, then I feel good about myself. Mm. Is that how small-minded we really are? Men are. Yeah. Men, men are. Uh, like the, the convoluted point I was trying to make was that like, like mothers and women prepare. Uh, I look at it the way we were having the conversation about like children growing into teenagers and then obviously needing more freedom to explore the world and in that themselves Mm. and to find themselves. Um, 
And I was very voicing my frustration that for my son, it's basically <laughs> teaching him to be just a good person, <laughs> you know. Mm. But for my daughter, it's like cool, embrace your sexuality, but not too much because it might like give the wrong impression and it might make you more of a of a of a target for like rape and like all like there's so many more things like the girl can't just learn to be a person it's mm. like you have to learn to be a person in the context of a world that just hates you yeah because of how the patriarchy has structured all of all of all of these 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 rules and ideas about life and society and because we have so many men running around without purpose whereas a woman is born a a female a a uterus owner yeah i don't even know how to speak about it anymore like like i am one of the biggest advocates for you know just letting people live their lives if it doesn't affect you you shouldn't be bothered by it so like if someone wants to have an abortion let them have the abortion like if someone doesn't want to have kids like stop pressuring them to have kids because you know it's not your life you are trying to like push an idea on someone else's life and someone else's reality and if someone digs same sex relations let them it doesn't mm-hmm. diminish your your experience of the world or at least your humanity by allowing someone the freedom to choose how they express and exist in their humanity you know mm-hmm. but but the 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 dichotomy that has been created the argument the identity politics that has been shaped around language um where we now have the pronouns and the, and like I try and be open and I'm getting very vulnerable you know for some mm-hmm. reason um but it's a deep frustration in me as as a writer the way you now have to restructure sentences around like a modern idea of inclusivity where I know that the labels the gender labels and pronouns of the past were created by the patriarchy and now it's a a underrepresented group that is now taking control of their own narrative and being and labeling themselves um but it's just very difficult uh it, when you're communicating to like a reference like all of that baggage um so if if i say woman um or or female it's 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 a uterus owner that is what i am you were born you have a uterus you can create and sustain life so like yeah the purpose of of the the uterus is to create life you were born with all of the the eggs <laughs> that you will ever create in your life um so like it's that that thing of like a mother has always had a children with her inside of her body because you were born with all of that inside you um whereas men have to find their purpose um and 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 i i think it's 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 that fear of unknown of of a, a lack of direction that has contributed to a lot of the 
So, so yeah, why? I don't know why the. Um, if we placed in the same space at the same time, mm-hmm. is there not a lesson in the fact that unless we uh, embrace each other, unless we communicate um, healthily with each other, this thing called coexistence, a healthy coexistence and learning how to appreciate diversity. Mm. A mother bears within a, both a, a woman and a male. Mm. So she can embrace this diversity of the world. So, so why would Mother's Day then stand out for us? What can we learn and cherish? And as you were talking, I was looking at this first prayer under the prayers of the church, where it does say some, it, it gives us a kind of a language about God, which which there's great resistance to, uh, where it talks of loving God, who is celebrated in this prayer as mother and father of all. Mm. Because, you know, God has always been looked upon through the through the angle of, of of the gender being the male and i think mm-hmm. you, you alluded to that earlier on in your, your what's name and i remember talking to my brother and an uncle of mine where i said the idea that jesus brought to the fore our father is actually inclusive of mother too the idea of who god is is not exclusive mm-hmm. To what? But then, of course, in in our theological uh, learning, we learn there is no language that can really talk about God, because yeah. our, our language falls short. So I'm, I appreciate the person who who, who drew up these prayers. Um, as a mother tends for her children, so you care for us. Mm. So why then is it that we, as males, feel so threatened? Uh, by the other because we don't have a purpose (laughs) because our purpose is to serve our purpose is to is to follow and i say follow as in like you lead in if you in the animal kingdom you expand your territory the purpose of that is not for you to assert your dominance. It is for the rest of the pack to thrive. So, yeah. so can I then take you to, in terms of just what you said, can I take you to your favorite um, Paul who was Saul <laughs> and wonder how he conceived of, of saying this in front of the city council for a man who, who just earlier on uh, wanted to destroy the other mm-hmm. in terms of Christianity, the people of the way. I see that in every way you Athen- Athenians are very religious for, for I've walked through this place. Now, was he talking here as a male trying to put down the, the other? Or was he seeking as, let's say, um, a more gentle way of affirming who they were? How do do we speak in an, an affirming way 
uh, to people, even though we, we, we there's difference and diversity. Um, mm-hmm. Is he talking in a, a way that is patriarchal, um, masculine, or is he trying to be affirming, which I would say is the more feminine way of looking at the world? Uh, you know, a mother would soften the blow mm-hmm. uh, when the others would be judging. She would find the good in the other and try and affirm that. Uh, you know, so was Paul speaking here as a, a dictatorial masculine who, who thought he knew the world, or was he really affirming them, which I would see as a kind of a feminine way, uh, uh, you know, trying to embrace the other rather than put the other down? Mm. I, I, I would actually put a pun in that. And we might not return to it because we, we are a little bit pressed for time. Um, and, and I will go to, I will jump forward to the idea of, of control and obedience. And then go to the, 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 the John Gospel, which is John 14, uh, 15 to 21. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 21. Where, where Jesus is speaking uh, to, to the disciples. And he's like, if you love me you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because neither does him nor it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides within you and you will, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you in a little while. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live because I love you also. Well, my reading is all over the place today, but like you, you, you get the idea. You can yes. read through the passage. I'll put the whole thing in the podcast description. Um, yeah. It's like, what is the commandment that Jesus gave? Not the commandments, the 10 commandments. It's like, love the Lord, your God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another as I have loved you. Like, that's it. No coveting of another man's wife or <laughs> adultery or any of that. It's just like basic, just be a good human and treat other humans the way you want to be treated. <laughs> yeah. The message and, of inclusivity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we... Yeah. Uh, Oh, we wow Christians ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, Freudian slips today um miss that entirely mm. and and they build all these other layers of abstraction on top of it through the interpretations of Paul and like through this clinging to like Old Testament ideas, which are like more solving logistic problems than anything else. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just weird how it gets said so plainly. And if you believe that this is, these are like the words of uh, Jesus the Christ, of which you are a Christian, um, this should be like the passage and you'll be like, cool, I'm good. This is what I need to do to live my life. Again, I go back to the fall. 
I mean, mm. are, are we capable all by ourselves to truly embrace the idea of love? Um, you know, when one has to, when one has to grapple with this, uh, if if you love me, mm-hmm. in other words, do you know whether have you come to the understanding that you have the capacity, the potential to love another person, and if you are if you are created with that capacity, um, with that with that um, possibility that potential um, to love, then what does it firstly say about you as an agent of love? Mm-hmm. Um, if if my theme rings through, the heart is the womb of love. Uh, if love is created within you, it's it's there, it's already an expression of your being, and you mm-hmm. can learn uh, the, the nature of that. Um, the commandment is that is is that a rule we could live by a, a rule of life as the 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 the, the um, mothers and fathers um, monastic life would say can we mm-hmm. live this rule that our that it's, it governs our every approach that it it tests our, our every word it seeks to transform our every thought. Mm-hmm. So that we are <clears throat> breathing into the into the atmosphere uh, what love is, um, and when we reflect back to Old Testament language, is is the essence of love found in the the narratives that we read there? Is 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 the Father that Jesus speaks about? Um, the God of the Old Testament, um, undergirding all of what has happened, or all is that is narrated that you could find uh, that love present in an older narrative, uh, as it becomes more clear in the newer narrative, mm. where newer language was discovered, broader sense of language. Um, and when you when when you think of love, then does it um, does it mean that we learn to respect the other because we have self-respect? Mm. Uh, we have a sense of a more holistic thought about ourselves, the definition of ourselves, and the way we are choosing to be. If love is the governing principle, mm. uh, then it must. We must reflect that on the inside and say, if I've got the potential to love and the capacity to learn how to love more, then what does, how does love transform me mm-hmm. on the inside, in my person, in my humanity? Um, because a lot of my formation, it would seem, comes from outside in. Mm-hmm. When is there not an inner narrative that we have got to also reflect on? that um, makes us choose better ways to be. Mm. The potential is within us to do that. Um, And when Jesus said, I've come not to do away with the law and the prophets have come to fulfill them, was he Mm -hmm. trying to help us understand that actually all the, the cloudedness of the narrative 
that has been written has clouded this reality and now he makes it more clear uh, to us. This is what it's really all about. But having listened to all the narratives that have formed us, how can we be transformed by if you love me? How does, yeah. how does that speak to us? How does it speak to the guy who objectifies women? Um, to the to the to the person who wants to force his religion onto another, mm-hmm. and 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 um, you know all of those kind of things. If we truly embrace this principle, knowing that we have the capacity and potential within ourselves because we've been created with that gift then would the world not become a better place? Mm. I like your framing of, of, of that, that opening statement of if you love me, being have you created that relationship with your faith? Because your faith is based on your relationship with Jesus, mm. if you are a Christian, right? And, and, and I've said this before, like seeing during the pandemic times and just with like this intense kind of, uh, I travel a lot, so I've never really had the long-term like intense face-to-face everyday interaction with my wife. Um, And seeing her faith grow and her relationship with with Jesus change, because just just something simple as like a different portrayal of Jesus that she's seen in that show, The Chosen, where it's more like humanized and now the relationship with the faith has also become more like humanized become more casual and not like prescriptive what you're receiving in church sort of thing and it's 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 discovering it's yeah it's challenging that ability to love somebody love an idea and a lot of the times it comes from knowing how to love yourself and accept yourself before you can accept somebody else. And then like it goes deeper, you were saying about how we are formed from the outside in. And for me, that's a very masculine way of looking at the world because like women are made in a way that they are forced to love. You know, if you believe in the idea that love is sacrifice, it's like women sacrifice their bodies, their very existence, their very concept of humanity to bring life into this world. They they are not alone. Like their bodies are not even their own when they become mothers, mm. you know, and every month they are reminded of that sacrifice and they yeah. are, are forced to take measures that they are forced into discomfort mm. uh, because the body is preparing in spite of <laughs> like whether the other conditions have been met, the yes. body is preparing to create life yeah. every single month. and. It's a profound thought to like be coexisting on this planet with other humans who don't have to learn how to love 
and nurture mm. life. Whereas us as men need to be taught. And yet, you know, as you speak, I, 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 I recalled the words, one of my favorite passages of scripture is Adam now in the parabolic um, narrative in Genesis mm-hmm. um, is awakened from the anesthesia. The story tells us he went, he was in a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of this. I don't know whether um, anesthetics um, put you into a, you see the world through a different lens. <laughs> and he woke up and saw this beautiful creature God had made. And he immediately says, bone of my bone, mm-hmm. flesh of my flesh. Did males lose that sense of celebrating the f- the shared humanity we have? Mm-hmm. I think we did. And it's something that, that, that I... I feel I've needed to celebrate for a long time, and I do my best to. Um, and I, I think it's it's in that knowledge that there's another person who functions 98% the same as me, mm. is capable of everything that I am capable of. Mm. But that extra 2%, I'd actually say 10%. Um, is just an incredible gift that that should be cherished. Mm. And on that, I will close off my thoughts. Mm. <laughs> so, for, so for me, therefore, the challenge this week would be if you love me. Mm. Mm. The heart is the womb of love. Wow. Oh, I left the chin exposed for that one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all women, because uh, all women are born with the capacity uh, to to be mothers and should be cherished in the, in the same way. Um, and thank you very much for listening. As always, the choice verses uh, will be in the podcast description. I'm very sorry to all the people who tune in for the Bible study bits of this. Um, because yeah, I, I didn't feel it was right to 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 walk the route through the other two readings, uh, which are very much like male perspectives on things, and you got a lot of the masculine perspective in this conversation. So thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much, uh, Father, for for being open to these conversations. Thank you very much. I do appreciate you, Lindsay, and I appreciate all those who tune in to listen. God bless.